and we're back with another episode of Franchise My Business, the podcast for franchisors hosted by franchisors. I'm your host, Kevin Oldham. We're in the middle of season two. We're at the beginning stages of it. And one of the cool things that we're um, we're going to talk about is helping others, specifically helping the other folks in our lives that a lot of times are responsible for us being here. I'm talking about seniors. I'm talking about elders. I'm talking about what it's like to provide care to these important individuals. And uh, we all, at some point in life, are going to have seniors that we care about in our, fa- in our family. And we're, if you're adult children, you're probably going to have to navigate figuring out how to care for them in their latter stages of life. And so I'm excited to have the CEO and founder of Caring Senior Service on Jeff Sattler. <laughs> you know what we talked about? Me not butchering your name. We did that. And I was like, it's really hard to butcher Salter. And then I said Sattler. Yeah. It's, so it there happens. we go. It happens. Luckily, my, my son's you know, first name is Ewan and E-W-A-N. That gets butchered far more than our last name. So it's okay. E-W-A-N. But you cha- you named him that. on like, I mean, you made that decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, wife is from <laughs> Scotland. So it was to give him some Scottish heritage. But no one in America knows how to say Ewan. So <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, I don't think I've ever shared this story on the air. So I'm going to share it real quick. I have a lot of trauma around people's last names and mispronouncing them. And the reason why is because I'm an internet ordained minister who's officially officiated two weddings, two weddings for the same family, uh, a friend of mine who has adult children that I have married off. And the last one that I married off was the daughter. Uh, her last name um, was is, is Matthias. That was her married name. But when I announced them for the very first time on earth as husband and wife, I said Matthias instead of Matthias. Mr. and Mrs. Matthias instead of Matthias. So, so I'm pretty... Uh, you know, I'm going to recover from this. So you've got I'm your lane. You've got your lane. You get to, you're, the, you're known as the last name butcher. <laughs> I, you know, my last name's Oldham. I mean, it's Oldham, but it's spelled like Oldham. So if anybody should really care about last names more and get it right, it should be me. So yeah, all exactly. of these, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks the for show. having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And you're in Texas, right? Yes, San Antonio is where we're based out of. Awesome. So like 20 years, like you're actually not 20 years ago, 1991, 30, how many years, years ago? ago, 33 years ago now. So 33 years ago, 33 years ago, you're in Texas, you're younger and you start this business that we're going to talk about today. 33 years ago, 3.3 decades or one third of a millennium. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It's uh uh, it's what every every young man at the age of of twenty decides he's going to start a business take caring for seniors. It's pretty much the the dream of every twenty year old guy. So and it sticks. I mean, I think there's like twenty year olds that have aspirations, right? Sure, Although sure. thirty years ago, starting starting a business in your twenties, thirty years ago, because we're in the same demographic. Let's put it that way. Sure, it was not normal. To go no, start a business. No, definitely. It's, it was uh, not easy. It wasn't easy to start a business. No, as no. easy as it is today, so, in my opinion. Today we live in a gay economy and someone thinks they're starting a business by just driving a car. So that's uh, a little <laughs> different nowadays. It is. So what the heck was happening at 20 where this made sense? 
Well, it, it's a it's a very interesting origin story. I get to tell the full story sometimes, and I'll 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 not share every bit of the detail because it, it's interesting. But the main aspect of it is, I was working for a home health care company, and that company provided nurses to go do visits for seniors, typically in their home. And mm-hmm. as part of that uh, process, as part of meeting clients and, and helping seniors through the skilled services. Seniors would often call us and, and, and need more help. They'd need a caregiver to be with them for hours on end, maybe uh, in the mornings, maybe during the day, or maybe overnight. Our process was to give out a list of names to people for free, and they could hire them directly. And I thought mm-hmm. there was a challenge with that. People had problems with the scheduling. If someone couldn't make a schedule, they didn't have backup, and they had to screen the people themselves. They had to go through hiring. They had to do payroll. And it was just a lot of work. And what I saw most frequently that people were calling me back and saying, Hey, the names you gave me, they were great, but they couldn't stay. They didn't last as long as I wanted to. I need another list of names. And over time, I started recognizing that, Hey, maybe someone needs to be in the middle here helping manage this. And in 1991, this industry didn't exist. The senior care industry that's, that's very large today was not existing. Yeah. And so I thought, was know, it really non-existent? It was non-existent. There was there was nobody in the industry. Really? Our, the biggest player in our industry today, which is a billion-dollar company, um, didn't even exist whenever I started my company. So, um, really, it's uh, it's always interesting to see that that journey that companies take in a, in a space, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And again, yeah, by three sure. years, I get to see it from a unique perspective. But I just saw that right. there was a need, and and. One day a call came in. I, I, well, prior to that, I, I had kind of joked. You can imagine a 20 year old kid. My job at this company was the assistant secretary. So I was like the file guy. I would file papers. <laughs> you were, you were the assistant to the assistant to the assistant. Yeah. They, they no, finally, I got it. <laughs> they finally and they started answering the phones. And so I'd talk to people that would call and ask for this list and I'd give them a list of names. But I would tell the nurses, I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to do this scheduling for people. And if I remember very distinctly, the nurses kind of all chuckled because this 20-year-old uh, kid <laughs> thought he was going to start yeah. a company. You know, like, oh, yeah, what do you know? And so one day a call came in and a, a woman was, her mom was getting home from the hospital. She needed someone to be with her at night. And I said, you know, the company you called, we don't provide that service. But I have my own company, and I can get a caregiver out there for you tonight. If you give me about 30 minutes, I'll let you know who that's going to be. And she said yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting a yes that easily. Um, I got off the phone with her. I called the caregivers that I would have normally just given away for free. I said, look, I'm starting my own company. Um, would you like to work for me? And the third person I called said, yes, I'll, I'll be happy to take that job. And so I said, okay, great. Here's the information. I'll meet you at the house tonight at seven o'clock. Called the client back and said, we've got your caregiver. I'll be there at seven o'clock. And from there, the company was was born. So it's kind of an amazing uh, way of doing it. Simplicity. Yeah. One customer, one case, one whatever. You, you just like, I, I see one opportunity. I make three phone calls. I get one yes. Meet me there. I mean, talk about talk about um, 
a proof of concept, like getting your minimal viable product. You know, we have all these names now yeah. for, for getting a business off the ground. I've mentored a lot of early stage startups, finding product market fit and all this. You're like, no, nah, man, I just like put myself in the middle and meet the dude there, make a fuck, couple phone calls. And here we are 30 something years later in business. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, listeners, do not overcomplicate business. Sometimes it is so hard to get out of your own head. But here you get this 20-year-old kid who's like, you know what? You probably didn't know any better. You probably like, man, like we should monetize this. There's there's, this is a valuable service. I'm going to yeah. solve a lot of problems. And, and it was a very simple and elegant solution. And that was a launching pad for your business, customer number one. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, you know, it's um, I, I I own that story and I own the fact that I came to senior care from a perspective that few others claim to come from. Many of the founders of other companies in my space have an origin story that's much different. They're just related around caring Madness, for parents probably. and, and yeah. having to solve a problem. I just saw the opportunity. I saw, hey, there's an opportunity here. And I did it. It wasn't strictly money. It wasn't money motivated. It was, I can solve these people's problems and that's doing the right thing. And, but, but I quickly fell in love with what I do. And that's what's allowed me to stay doing it now for 33 years because I, I like every aspect of what we do. Even the difficult, challenging times that we face, I still find that it's worthwhile because we're, we're doing something really important and it, and it matters to people. No, I mean, it does. I mean, um, you know, I think about I think about like senior care when done correctly has to be one of the most noble like vocations out there, you know, because um, because, you know, you go back, you go back to these days of, like respect your elders and all these things. And, and what they're really saying is it's, it's not that respect them. It's, well, it is respect, respect the fact that without them, we wouldn't be here and we will be them one day. Like everybody's heading in the same direction. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's, I just think it's such a, such a cool like industry that you're in. I do have some, some near and dear experiences, you know, loss of a parent, but then through that process before losing, I'm trying to figure out what, what the options were. Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, man, it was overwhelming. It was, uh, it was challenging. It was scary as an adult kid trying to, trying to navigate this stuff. Right. And so it's cool that there's beacons of light out there that can, can kind of be like a, problem solver for, for adult children or, or if it's the senior themselves who's engaging you is it by the way is it most of the time is it like the is it adult children who are are reaching out to you you know we, um, like we, is that the typical caretaker or do you have like direct you know seniors who are reaching out and saying hey we want your services for ourselves well, our statistics like? our statistics curious. show that it's kind of half and half um 50 of our is clients it? are directly the the consumer the person we're going to be caring for or their spouse um, and yeah, the rest of it is going to be uh, family members, uh, children, or some extended family member that's responsible for helping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Let's talk about the footprint of your organization. So um, you have about 50 locations, is that correct? Yeah, 51 locations in 17 states. Mm-hmm. 17 states. Geographically, are you guys, because I know you're in the South, are you like more oriented around the South Korean footprint, Southwest, or are you all over based on where, where opportunity resides and you guys well, find a great Naturally, opportunity? because we started in Texas, we have a, a pretty good presence in Texas with, uh, I think, 17 locations here. Um, but then we have 
Uh, California, we've got two locations in California. We have uh, four locations in New Jersey, and then kind of all points in between, we have locations. So we're, we're cover a wide variety yeah. and, and a wide swath. Texas is such a great market. Like every new franchise system that I've been involved in, that's that's where we start first. Like we just launched a franchise system. It's in Flower Mound, Texas. Uh, last company I was involved with, Dallas was it. It's just a great market to go prove. Yeah. You know, the viability of your model. I, I don't know why. Like Texas and Florida is always like, well, Florida's awesome because there's a lot of people there. Yeah, well, Texas is a shine. You've got you've got good markets, yeah. large markets. You've got a really friendly business environment. You've got good employment laws, so it's kind of a, 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 the perfect. And, and Florida is similar to that, and and a lot of the yeah. it's just friendly to concepts. Yeah, even like uh, Florida, no state income tax. Like woo woo. Do you guys have Same. that in Texas? By no, the way? no income tax. Same in Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah. That's why property taxes. Is that why? Your, your property tax. Yeah. Property yeah, taxes. yeah. Hey, tax, 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 tax. <laughs> so let's talk about the, let's talk about the types of uh, people that you guys attract um, from an operator perspective, from a franchisee perspective. Who are, who are your operators? Are they, are they people that are kind of mission driven and they've had a certain cause that's led them to be here? Are they more like opportunistic from the business opportunity perspective? Well, Both, we, all the above, none of the above. It's, like, who, it's, who is it? It's kind of all above, all the above. I think that, you know, we try and take the approach of, you know, I got into the business, didn't have this calling to serve seniors initially. It was because I wanted to solve problems and I saw that there was a business opportunity. So we've tried to mm-hmm. ma- remain true to that and not to try to become that we're a company you can only do if you're mission driven. I feel that, that anyone doing this, would have to be heartless to not eventually become mission driven. You end up like you yeah. love what you do. You experience what you, what you do between the clients and our caregivers. And that's the thing that oftentimes people don't associate with this type of business is that one, we're solving the problems for the senior. We're helping those mm-hmm. families with peace of mind because now they've got someone involved that can help share that burden and be relieved of that burden. And, and I call it a burden because. Because families won't call it that. No, no, no well-minded kid is going to call their, their age loved one a burden. But the reality is it's a lot of extra work that gets thrust upon us at some point in life that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we help families, but then on the caregiver side, you know, it's great because every client we get, we employ one to five caregivers depending upon the needs of that client. So we, we, mm-hmm. we're a, we're a job creator type of business and. We're helping with a group of people that typically um, really do need the work and that they appreciate the yeah. work. And they're hardworking people. Our caregivers are fantastic. They care about what they do. They want to work and want to help. And the fact is that we're actually helping transfer that that wealth almost from the senior to the caregiver in the fact that she's now got a full-time job. She's able to, to, to afford for the cost of living. She's able to, you know, help her children go through college, whatever that she's trying to achieve. And that's a really cool aspect that people don't always appreciate as much as, as I do. You know, I don't, I don't own a thing. I don't have any, any, any possession, um, as a, as someone 33 years without the hard work of a caregiver at the end of the line. She's doing the work to help the company succeed. And I very much appreciate the work that they do and, and know that they, they're really who make us who we are. Yeah, that's cool. That's, you know, I think, I think the same way I'm like, um, 
because because a lot of times we don't get to meet the people that benefit from our businesses. When you're in the franchise space, it's one of the challenges. I'll just sure. that I've always said it's like, man, you're a couple degrees removed from the end customer. Yep. Right. The person who's being served by your innovation, your concept, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, you got to look at this when you wake up every day. It's like, man, I have multiple customers I'm coming to serve every day. I'm coming to serve the people who invested a lot of money in yeah. bringing this concept to their local market, mm-hmm. the franchisees. I'm serving the people that they serve. I'm serving their employees. And many of these folks you don't get to know because you're just typically serving the franchisees, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool that you recognize that without them, it's like, man, the business doesn't really work. Yeah. And, and we're a little different in a number of ways. Uh, that's that's uh, from a franchisor perspective. You know, I owned and operated multiple locations for nearly 11 years before we became a franchisor. So, and I still today own and operate those locations. So I still have teams that work with me in some of the day to day, but. But I, I'm regularly attending, you know, team meetings with caregivers. Um, I, I try and get the opportunity to go out and do an intake with our senior clients still today when I can, when I'm visiting locations. Oh, yeah. So I try to stay, keep my finger on the pulse and really stay involved to know what's going on. Um, and it, it as yeah. a franchisor, it also means that every decision I make as a franchisor is going to affect my business directly because I don't do anything. That I wouldn't expect my franchisees franchisees to do. So I'm lockstep mm-hmm. with what the way that they're operating. We're operating our offices the same way. Yeah, yeah. I always, uh, you know, we we had a we had a good question that we always asked ourselves as a management team at my last company, which was a, a family of franchise brands. We'd always ask ourselves, like, if we were looking at a new initiative or something, anything, any change in the business, we would say, is this good for our existing franchisees? Yes or no. It was a very, very good litmus test to determine whether or not we we're going to, you know, I saw you built some software a couple of years ago. So that mm-hmm. would be like the very first question that's asked. Now, is it good for the prospective franchisees? Now, is it good for our end customer? Because if it's not good for the people that we, basically our fiduciary customer, person that we have the financial relationship with, right? And that's our franchisees. Probably 99 times out of 100, it's going to be a no. There might be like that one thing where it's like, man, yeah, you're right. This doesn't benefit them, but it makes fill in the blanket solves whatever problem but it was a cool lens to look through um, yeah something smart. that's always stuck with me. yeah it's yeah. smart it's smart yeah. I, I know we, we we include them in that we we look at it from client caregiver staff franchise owner and then us we're the last in line if it's a if it's something yeah. changing that makes our job easier then we, we we we're not starting there at all we're the last right in line. right yeah. right yeah it you know what? Typical business owner stuff, right? It doesn't matter what business you're in. You're always, <laughs> the owner's always thinking the last, you're the last, the yeah. least important. Yeah. yeah. Which if you're service minded, which you're in the, you're in the, you're in service biz, man. You're taking, you're the business to take care of human beings. Like what's more important than that? Uh, whether they're young or old, whoever they are, right? Yeah, taking care of humans, taking yeah. care of other humans, you know? I mean, that's, 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 that's you're going to be last. Yep. There's going to be a lot of other people that have needs before you <laughs> and you're patient. You're willing to work. You're willing to just do the decades of work, which is super cool. I want to forget the franchise stuff. Like what, what is the secret to longevity as a guy who's been in my company for a decade and I do have aspirations to have at least another decade. Like, what do you think is like, what do you think what's kept you on the same path for so long? 
you know, I think, it, I think it's a pretty, uh, I don't have an answer that's going to be different than others that have answered this in the same way. And that's enjoying what you do. You know, I, I absolutely enjoy what I do. I have the benefit of being an owner, which I think is you know, fantastic as a franchise system. We get to create that level of ownership for others. Being an owner means you get to control your destiny. It's in your hands, at least. Um, and it's for you to be <laughs> successful or not. Um, and yeah. I thrive on that opportunity. I believe that, you know, give me the ball. I'm going to make it happen. Um, I need a team around me to work with me, but I'm also going to be able to be that leader and make stuff happen. But I absolutely yeah. enjoy every aspect. And again, unique perspective. Uh, first caregiver ever hired, I was there. I was there when we launched our second location. There when I launched my fifth location. I was there then decided to become a franchise or and every step of the way, I had to change my role dramatically. What I what what I was doing that, mm. that I enjoyed as a entrepreneur with one location was was fulfilling. But then when I right. second I got to two locations, my job completely changed. I wasn't as involved with the clients. Yeah. I had to focus on something else. And then when I had five locations, it was again completely different than running two locations. You know, I tell people the story. It's an interesting one because of my age at the time. When I moved to from McAllen, Texas, or from Odessa, Texas, which is far west Texas, for those people who don't know Texas, I know where Odessa, Odessa is. You got the big, you've got the huge like skyscraper in the middle of nothing, right? <laughs> it's it's exactly Real country. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. uh, um, I, I graduated from Odessa Permian. My claim to fame is that I graduated with a class of Friday Night Lights, nineteen eighty nine. So if you're familiar with that book and the people in that book, yeah. those are all my classmates. So. Um, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. My second location though was in McAllen, Texas, which was basically eight hours away from a drive, and I had to drive back and forth between those two locations. I could have flown, I could afford to fly, but the, what I couldn't do is I couldn't afford to rent. I couldn't rent a car. They would not let me rent a car because I was too young mm -hmm. to rent a car back yeah. then. And so uh, the point with that is that you know you have to you have to find parts that you enjoy with the business because I was driving every other week eight hours one way I'd spend two weeks in her <laughs> office drive back to the other location for 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 another eight hour drive um but then becoming a franchise dormant now that I changed conditions again a franchise company doesn't do what the what the service is that you're franchising you know it runs no, differently has different people don't. involved and and so I had to I had to once again reinvent myself and find the find the joy in that role. And yeah. I often tell people that, you know, I long for a simpler life sometimes when it was just running one location and helping people directly and feeling that impact. But I find that, you know, I can only help so many people when I did that. And as I become mm -hmm. a franchisor and successful in that process, we're now serving so many more people than I could have ever done without this, the franchise model. And to right. me, that's absolutely fulfilling a, an important role in, in, in society, if you will, in that sense, uh, to, to bigger picture. So, but it's, but so longevity is about just, you know, being excited about what you're doing, enjoying what you're doing and knowing that yeah. it's, it makes some kind of a difference. I love the fact that you've been pliable. Like you've reinvented yourself out of necessity. The business pushes you in one way. And you were willing to accept that and and provide what the business needed out of you, even if you didn't know what exactly what it was. Yeah, you had to figure yeah. it out. Right? I've ever been but, away. but that, 
<laughs> but that's really cool because I think that a lot of, and maybe this is the difference between entrepreneurs and people who aren't, but entrepreneurs know that that stagnation and staying comfortable is going to be the death of us. Yeah. My skill set's not completely different. 365 days from now, I'm going to be irrelevant. I mean, it's just a fact, you know? Right. Uh, particularly in the industry I'm in, which is marketing and digital. It moves. Like, yeah. Like, Changes. <laughs> everything I learned, everything I knew a year ago is sub substantially outdated. Yeah. You know, basic concepts are. It is what it is, man. This is awesome. This is cool. Um, if people want to learn more about you and like they want to, you know, maybe operate their own location or something like what's the best place for them to go to learn more? Well, isn't it a lot about, about us and my, my journey is go to our website, caringscenesservice.com. But me personally, I have a LinkedIn account, Jeff Salter, look up, look me up there. Um, so you can, if anyone wants to reach out directly, that's an easy way to, to connect with me. Um, but yeah. our, our, our website shares a lot of what we are, who we are, what our history, history was and is. So that's a good way for people to reach yeah. out. I, if I'm still hosting this show in seven years, we're going to be back for your 40th, 40th oh, anniversary awesome. because, because, because it's rare and it's cool and it's, it's noble. And in, in a world where I think there's a lot of people that, that that switch projects all the time and things like that. It's just it's just cool. It's really cool. I'm super thankful that you came on the show, and and showed us a different way of doing business, which is, hey man, like you can commit your career to one company and building it and have a full life. And that's there's there's something that is elegant in the simplicity around that, even though it's been anything but simple. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that, that 40 years will be, I'll be, I'll welcome. I don't know if they told you what I did for my 30 year anniversary, what we did huh, there. No, but, what uh, was it? I, did you jump out of an airplane? No, no, I, 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 I rode a bike to every single one of our locations across the country. Over four months, I rode 9,500 miles to visit each location. So that's all I did. We should. We should have started with that story because that yeah. could have been the whole episode. That is been. awesome. Or, so are, you, are you a cyclist, by the way, or does that? I wasn't before I decided, I, to, pick up? I decided to pick it up and, and do it. So uh, it was, you know, maybe maybe have a, a, a follow up episode in the future and talk about that. But it was a, a crazy journey and an amazing uh, experience. Why'd you gotta leave the the gold for the end? All right, we're gonna wrap up the show. I'm gonna. We're going to trade notes. I want to hear about this because that type, that sounds like the type of crazy thing that I would do just because I yeah. love people. I love surprising people. I love things that nobody else really thinks about doing. So, man, that's really cool. And and we'll have to have you back on the show that you're well, Kevin, thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah. yeah. My, my pleasure. We, we appreciate you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know the drill if you're a regular listener. Two forms of payment. Number one, share the show with somebody who cares. Share it. Share it with somebody who cares. Text this episode to somebody right now. Number two, smash the subscribe button. It's the only way we know that you're listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Oldham. Have a phenomenal week and be well.